Welcome back to another episode of Poor Talk. And today, agents, brokers, I don't care where you're at in the world, in the market, in the United States, uh, if you were struggling with incorporating technology into your business, I need you to listen up today. We've got Chase Whitney out of Orange County, California, uh, with First Team Real Estate. And this guy has written his own ebook. He will dive into that. But ideally, this guy has perfected the intertwinement of real estate, old school print, but mainly the technology and the and the CRM tools that he uses. So, Chase, I appreciate you joining us today. Dude, really happy to be here. Excited to talk about it and get really, really jazzed up about this kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, let's before we get diving in, let's give the uh, the listeners a little backdrop of, you know, kind of who you are, where you got started. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw you joined the real estate world around like 2012 ish. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, my my folks started in 96 together, husband and wife team, um, moved to our current brokerage in 2000. I joined on in 2012 after growing up around it and swearing that I would never get into real estate because agents work too hard. <laughs> I didn't want to. Um, I did the whole I thought it was stuff. easy. I thought people could yeah, just join, join and sell million dollar listings every day. You know what's funny? The uh, the quote my dad is, has ingrained in my brain is real estate is the highest paid hard work and the lowest paid easy work. If you work super hard, you make more than doctors and attorneys. If you don't work, you're on the street. So um, it's the true entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur journey. But um, no, before that, I was in music. I was, you know, had bands and that kind of thing. And, and once I realized that that wasn't paying, <laughs> wasn't going to pay the bills, <laughs> had to figure something else out. So yeah, 2012, I got licensed. And yeah, so fast forward 12 and a half, 13 years. And I love that too, because I actually got started in 2000. 10. So for those okay. that, you know, that are not really in tune with the market, the market crashed in 08. And really, depending on where you were at, we were still in the low point of our down market, you know, in the global recession. So I got in it in 10. We really didn't start seeing an increase until late, maybe third, fourth quarter of 2012. So you got into it at a, at a very interesting time when there was not a lot of faith in the real estate world. Everyone was still down. The money wasn't around. Um, so how do you think that really changed your, your, your growth pattern being in coming into it at that, that time period? You know what? I, I came in right at the bottom, um, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't see it go down. Um, I, I started yeah, 2012, right about this time, I believe it was late March. And it was right when the REOs were starting to kind of fizzle a little bit. I mean, I bought my first house, right? My, I was my own first transaction. Um, just ironically enough, it wasn't on purpose, but um, yeah, that, I bought my own REO, right? And then they started to fizzle out. I mean, my, my folks, like I mentioned, had done tons of short sales and REOs and that kind of thing, and they just come out of that. Um, so the cool thing for me as my own story and own use case that I've shared with, with first-time buyers and, and other clients is, you know, I've been the, the, my own case study with respect to stepping stones and getting the starter home to the to the you know bad neighborhood to the better neighborhood, better neighborhood to the bigger house, bigger house to the forever house, and so I've 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 been my own like I said been my own case study, which is great to share, but I've also been fortunate to ride that wave up, um, you know because again we're at the bottom. There's only one way to go from there, and there was only one way back then. <laughs> we could not go down anymore. No, no. Cool. Well, let, let let's get in a little bit more now. So being now in 2024 looked at a very respected individual not only in california but across the country you know in the tech space um talked about your ebook a little bit 
give me a little bit of overview of how you're kind of incorporating your technology and maybe what's setting you apart, not only in Orange County, but maybe in, in California with the youth. Yeah. Technology. Yeah. You know, I, 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 again, pre real estate, it was all banned stuff and it was, it was coding my own MySpace page and the website and working on the tour and all that stuff. So that kind of, I didn't, go, I didn't go to school for it, but it kind of gave me the, the uh, backbone, if you will, I guess, to kind of get my feet wet with it. And then when we joined, when I joined my parents' team and kind of turned into a, you know, family team versus a husband wife team, I brought with me a lot of that. I mean, the youth, of course, but also just the knowing the importance of technology as it started to grow. But I didn't really, you know, get it quote unquote perfected in my opinion until two years ago. It took me 10 years of trial and error. I mean, we would, we would change CRMs like you change your t-shirt. I mean, it was, it was brutal because we would export import stuff. Certain things wouldn't transfer. We bounced around through seven CRMs and it was all my fault because I was the shiny object guy. It was, Hey, we're using, I'm not going to name names. We're using X company. Oh my gosh. Well, this one can do Y let's just blow up our whole system and move. Oh, great. And that's and that's so, what I want to dig into because I feel like that's the problem with our industry and not, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's like, that's what every, if you're in the real estate space, you are getting thrown so many different lead generation websites, CRM tools. And so that's what I want to figure out with you and the top professional in your space. Let's dive into it. So you, you've been, you've tried and trued all these different systems, right? So where, where have you landed now in regards to your, your core basis? <clears throat> Yeah. So, I mean, the core is follow boss. Everything syncs to follow boss. I know, I know you've, you've talked to other folks on this podcast about that too. I saw you had Ethan on a week or two ago. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Um, but that, that, that's the hub. And, and the, the, the reason for that, and you know, it, it breaks the mold a little bit because it's not an all in one system. And I think there's so much, um, I don't know if it's desire versus just marketing, about these all-in-one systems that do everything. And that might be okay, but so many of them fall into the jack of all trades, master of none, where they have to spread R&D across CRM, website, IDX, lead gen, remarketing, direct mail, email, CMA tool. I mean, they can't, they can't be that good, right? So um, what I set out to do, I, so I joined Follow Boss in 2019, so I'm five years in, which for us is an eternity, <laughs> but, um, the current current iteration of everything else was about a year and a half ago. And that's when I really found my home and other, other tools as well. But the bottom line is if it doesn't integrate with follow boss, I almost lose interest because everything has to come back to home base. And so <clears throat> that's one of the benefits there is, is they do integrate with so many tools that it really allows you to customize your experience with the different vendors that you want to incorporate. So the big tip of follow-up boss, because well, let me go back, because I guess you're right. There are so many systems, and that's why eight years ago, we we chose follow-up boss. It was the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone was claiming to be the end-all, be-all for all these different corporations. I'm a lead generate. I'm a CRM tool. But when you are the master of trying to be the master of all these different areas, you're only so good at it, right? And that is, you, you hit it right on the nail. Follow-up boss was the only one that said, listen, I am a client portal. I am a CRM tool. I am not a lead gen. I'm not a website. I, that's all I am. You want to organize and help follow up with your clients. That's what I am at its core. So I agree with you on that. That's why we we established that. Um, but what you are going into was more the that you now in your position will not entertain a software system now that does not truly integrate integrate with Follow Boss. Correct? 
Uh, almost entirely. I mean, there has to be some way to get data. And I mean, if I have to build a Zap through Zapier or make.com, I, if I have to, I will, or find someone that can. But even then it's like, is there something else? <laughs> because yeah. it, again, the native integrations are so deep and so powerful with some of the, the tools that we use. And I'm sure we'll talk about um, that. It, there's, and there's so many options out there. And I mean, Fall Boss is the number one CRM. It's the biggest and the best out there. Companies that don't integrate are, are missing a pretty big, pretty big boat. What's the number one thing you're using Fall Boss for, you think? I mean, database management. I mean, that, that's really what it's built for. Um, lead follow-up. I mean, every, every lead or inbound inquiry or referral or, or you know, communication with anybody is, is done through follow-up boss. It's got to be put in there. It's either automatically imported or added, of course. Um, but that, that's just, it's the hub of our database. It's the entire nucleus that everything else rotates around. And for the agents on my team, and I, you know, I run a small team. Uh, we operate very much like a family and very much like a bunch of solo agents, to be honest, for better or worse. But mm-hmm. um, everything starts there right? Everything you, you log in there, you go you get your client record and then everything else you could possibly need to do starts in follow boss. So that's, I mean, from calling and texting and emailing to sending property alerts to pulling into, you know, our other tools, it's all done through there. And that makes it a very easy spot to go to because again, and I've heard, this is not my quote. I've heard this a million times. If it didn't happen in follow boss. It didn't happen. I have no idea who, who I can attribute that to, but we say the was. same thing. Yeah, see, <laughs> right. maybe it was you. <laughs> we actually have it in. I think we actually have it in some of our like independent contractor agreements for some of our incentive programs. That's awesome. It literally That's states awesome. that unless, unless it's documented in Follow Bus, it didn't happen. Yep, hundred percent. Um, let's talk about this. So you you are you are the tech guru. You are the one that is really infusing that into your business. But is there a healthy balance that you see? Because I was there 10 years ago, I was the guy that was doing the only video content and I was so heavy into it. So I'd like to kind of dig into it is say, is there a healthy balance that you're also mixing with prints, you know, outreaches to your clients? Or are you just, are you just say, Hey, I'm the tech guy. I got my ebook out there. I am only straightforward on tech. No. And I mean, and I, 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 I almost, you know, balk at that because I'm not a, a tech genius by any stretch. I mean, there are yeah. guys out there like Justin Benson and Scott Hole, these guys that are just brilliant on custom building all this. That's not me at all. I, I, yep. I can't code. I can do a HTML bold and that's about my extent <laughs> of, of the coding world. But I've kind of found found my way into, I, I've built out my own tech stack that I think works extraordinarily well. And I've helped agents across the country with similar implementations. That's kind of the sweet spot, right? I'm not, I'm not the coding guy. I'm not custom building stuff, but I've found what works really well. And since I'm producing, I'm not you know, running a team and then out of the business, I'm very much in the street. So that was the first answer to your question. The second is, yeah, I mean, we we have a very good blend of call it old school, new school. We farm ourselves. We don't hire it out. We door knock ourselves. We host our own events. We host you know a ton of contests and giveaways. We do a lot of community outreach, um, a lot of community you know um, um, community giving back. <laughs> whatever the word is for that, um, community service. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, but they, they, they work well together, right? I mean, when we're, when we're out in the farms, right, there's always going to be, or most often there will be some call to action for something that goes back to our website and it's all tracked, right? And that is tracked back to follow boss. So it, it, we've got the blend of both pieces together, but no, it is very important. I mean, this is a, this is a face-to-face relationship business and that's well, not going to change and it, 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 it won't change. So you have to be, you have to be out there. It's very easy to get caught behind a screen and I'm guilty as anyone else. Um, but without the face-to-face interactions, the door knocking, the open houses, the, the neighborhood and community presence, you know, you can only get so far in my opinion. So let's dive in. Is there any other, let's, if you're willing to talk about it outside of follow boss, we know it's the hub. We know that there's a good mix blend of using technology to enhance your business, to make it more efficient. We're blending with, you know, cultural events, community events, giving back to the community. And it all kind of reverts back to follow boss, all the tracking, yep. all the contents, any other software systems? Are you willing to talk about some of the other systems that you're integrating with follow boss? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned the ebook a couple times and I, I put that together last August or last fall, basically to explain these conversations because having them so often that I found myself just repeating myself over and over yeah. and over. I'm like, well, look, let me just, let me just write it down. Right. Um, so essentially it's, it's, I've, it's just called the five pillars, right? Mastering real estate tag, five pillars to boost your business. And so essentially it's broken down into the different avenues that I think agents should focus on with respect to tech and tools for their business. The one thing I'll say too, is when we've brought on technology, I guess the one unique angle that I've always said is when we bring on technology or bring on a new, a new tool of any kind, there has to be benefit to us. Of course, we're the ones paying for it, but there has to be some pass through benefit that I can tell the clients either as a UVP, as a seller appeasement or whatever it might be, to benefit the client as well. And if it doesn't do both of those things, then again, it might not be what we want. So with that being said, the the pillars really are your CRM, which is your hub. We've talked about that. You've got to have a website. You've got to have some sort of way to lead generate and or remarket. You've got to have an IDX platform or a nurture conversion engine to continue sending properties out because we all know the MLS alerts are not very good. Um, and then we, the, the bonus one for us is the direct mail and the tech around that. So breaking that down, uh, website th- with us is through agent fire. It is the best blend I've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, best blend I've seen with respect to features and design as well as cost. And again, full integration to follow boss. Um, the, the, we, we, we can break these apart too, but if you'd like to. Um, the agent fire fire you're liking for the website. Yeah. And there are, and again, if we have time, we can dive, dive deep. There are tons of, I call them power-ups or features that I've not seen elsewhere or not seen at this price point, um, with respect to the blogging platform and the calls to action that, that you can completely customize top to bottom, head to toe for different kinds of traffic you're generating, whether it's open house, direct mail, email, that kind of thing. Um, and then our lead generation and remarketing is almost exclusively done through street text. We're big on social, um, a little bit less on PPC. We're still dabbling there, but, um, the social media side of things is all done through street text and the, the quick couple things there and why it's such a great tool for, I would say most agents is they empower you with a bunch of proven templates 
whether it's just listed, just sold, open house ads, um, down to high performing copy for home valuation ads, that sort of thing. But you can also customize them entirely from, from top to bottom as well. So you can start with their templates, build your own. There's a two-way sync to follow up boss again. And then the, the missing piece really that a lot of agents miss is the remarketing side of things. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially following existing users around the internet until they engage with the ad or, or click on it. The analogy I've always given is you go to Nordstrom.com, you look at a pair of shoes, you go to Facebook, it's the first thing you're going to see. Those same pair of shoes. You even say that stuff in the world. I hate it now. You even say it into your phone. It's like, oh, I was looking, telling oh, someone about my new cowboy boots or something. Yep. <laughs> I had 20 ads. So, and so, but the cool thing there is with their integration to follow boss is you can not only, you know, have your whole database seeing all your ads, which is great, right? So that's the first step. The second step there is then uh, segmenting your traffic. Hey, I want the buyers that I have, anyone tagged with buyer, anyone in one of my buyer stages or however you configure your follow boss. I want them to see buyer content. I want sellers to see seller content. And so if they're cool. both, guess what? They're going to see all of it. So that's extraordinarily powerful. And remarketing is so cheap on the dollar that it's a, it's a huge missed opportunity. And almost, I would almost say as important, if not more than lead generation, depending on where you are in your business. Um, yeah. Because again, it's a very low cost to enter and you can get some pretty good results out of that. Um, moving on the, and I just did a webinar yesterday on this, but um, the IDX and the nurture and the conversion engine that we use is real scout. Mm -hmm. uh, very popular nationwide. It's a humongous tool that a lot of agents are using. Um, but with their integration, again, back to follow up boss and, Wait a minute, I think I'm oh. catching a theme here. <laughs> oh Everything, it everything's re-going back to the hub here. Everything goes yeah. back to follow boss, right? Um, but it's it's just, it's the ultimate client-agent collaboration tool, right? It is a true MLS grade product that alleviates the need for your MLS for clients, right? Um, it is the fastest agent tool I've ever seen. Um, I want to say, when I tested it myself, I believe uh, new listing that we had just launched. Uh, Redfin was at 19 minutes from MLS to online. Zillow was 22 and RealScout was 23. And think most and, and, so I, why is, and why is that important? Right, sorry, but like that's because I know for a fact our old prior website was. You're talking maybe a day to hours. maybe 48 hours in a full integration yep. to those sites. So why is that so important? Well, think about it this way. If you, if you put yourself in your client's shoes, right, and you've got a search set up for your client and you've got every, as soon as the house hits the market in, again, Anaheim, right, they're going to get notified of it. That's fantastic. But when they can get it on Zillow 17 hours before you send it to them, who's the expert? Is it you or and, is and it them? And then what happens when it goes to Zillow is all of us agents know you lose that chance of receiving. And that's why, you know, props to homes.com. We're making their big new splash right now is that when you, when Chase works so hard or someone on your team, when you work so hard to get that listing, all those, all those leads, when those buyers think that they're reaching out to you are going across the world and, and they're getting sold different ways. So you're also losing the opportunity. So when, when people worry about like whatever the cost is for real scout, think about how much cost and how much income you're losing when it's not filtering and recirculating to these sites, to your own proprietary yep. sites to gain but, those but, yeah. and also think about it this way i mean without getting in, into the weeds on it i mean there are first of all it's a it's a hundred percent mls sync 
Every field in the MLS is searchable, filterable in Real Scout. So you have, you have no need for the MLS alerts at this, at this point. The second piece is everything the client does, every house they view, every home value alert they look at, every market activity they look at is log and follow box. And you can see it all. That's the second piece without, without leaving, right? That you, you can go to the Real Scout dashboard if you don't have follow box and you can see all of it there too. But with follow box, it's all there in one spot for you to look at. Uh, but there are so many tools and features in there that the MLS doesn't have. Yep. Redfin does not have. I mean, they, they, they were the first ones, I believe the first ones in 2014 or 15 to incorporate AI and machine learning in their product way back when. So when, when go ahead, Ben. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it's important. I, I don't want to miss this point is that you were saying, <laughs> we talk about all this technology that you're incorporating and agents and brokers that are listening. You probably said one of the most standout comments or statements so far was the fact that when you're looking at technology, does it benefit me as the broker agent or my team? Check. But does it benefit my clients, my buyers and sellers? And so the enhancement for Real Scout, what they're talking about was that it, it, it enhances that experience versus the old Joe Blow kind of, you know, uh, MLS system. Like you said, there's all these different add-on features that allows that user experience to be so much better. And so when you guys are incorporating or thinking about adding these, how are you in Orange County? How are you in, in Texas? How are you in Florida going to stand out from the other agent and brokers in your market by incorporating technologies that makes that experience much better for them? Yep. And, and the one thing I've noticed, I've told my team, I even put notes into our action plans on new leads or, or active buyers, that kind of thing is as soon as they get into Real Scout the first time and get that first alert, whether it takes them a week or a day to look at it, once they log in that first time, they usually are hooked. Um, it's that clean. There's no ads. There's no data sharing. It's private, right? These are all the ways that we can leverage it to the client at you know open houses and that kind of thing. It, it, it's it's just that much better. There's an app. It's, it's super fast. And again, it's, it's memorable. It's, just, it's memorable just for you as an agent. Just like I mean, it's all about that user experience. And that's what people want Zillow. Oh, good. Yeah. How about this too? The, the one thing that a lot of folks don't know, and I actually learned this myself about six months ago. So they aggregate hundreds of features that are both MLS fields as well as, again, machine learned. So, or geographic boundaries. So, you know, you can, as, as a client, either you can put this in for them or they can start adding it themselves. But things like, you know, near Target, near Starbucks, near Whole Foods, is it near public transit? Um, does it have Florida ceiling windows or cron molding? Those are features that aren't in the MLS that Real Scout grabs out of the photography. But the point is, if you as you get your clients to adopt it and you tell them this, look, guys, the more that you can give me the feedback through Real Scout, and we leverage the name too. Hey, this is the third party we pay for, et cetera. Because first of all, clients want to hear stuff that isn't from us. That's why I want to have economist reports and market trends that aren't our branding, right? It's, it's, the, it's sure. the third party. Um, but the more you can engage with us and tell me what you like and what you don't like, I'm not going to eliminate things that, that it might, maybe it's not by a target. You're, I mean, you're still going to see it. But what Real Scout will do is then start to populate first the homes that do say, do, do have what they like, right? So if there are 17 matches and they've said that they want to be by target with upgraded appliances and a nice bathroom, well, of those 17 houses, the first four are going to have those things that they want. So again, this this sent, this makes 
the heavy lifting of finding the most meaningful properties done for you. And also for the fact that we always preach this too, right? I always talk to a lot of our agents in our office is that a lot of times agents are not focused on their bottom not uh, on their bottom line, their net actual income, right? They're like, oh, good, Chase, I got a buyer or you're my buyer, right? And I sold him a house today and I made $10,000. Great. Okay, well, when did he come in to follow up? When did he come into your world, right? Well, nine months ago. Great. How many properties did you show during that nine months, right? You didn't make $10,000. You showed this many houses. So how can an agent or broker condense down 100 properties down to 10 properties in a quicker time frame to increase right. that ROI, to increase that net income off that overall commission? And it's right. by making sure that you incorporate tech like that, right? Instead of having to constantly ask questions, hey, I sent you this property. All I got was a heart in the MLS. Did you like it? Well, it was cool. It looked good. But it yep. digs into it. And so that's another thing. When you incorporate that technology, it's not only helping the enhance the system, but it's also helping increase, in my opinion, your net income off every single deal. If you're able to streamline, especially on the buyer side, going yep. from 100 properties in a quicker time frame, less yep. showing, 100%. less time, less gas, all that, all that jazz. Well, um, well, and, and, and then at that point, your, your, your billable hours go up, right? Because now you're, you're spending, again, you more said, time. five hours versus 25 hours for the same check. So I agree entirely. Good. Now, in regards, we went back, let's go back to agent fire because this is another sure. thing. We've got about 49 agents that that work at our firm here in Savannah. Constantly, every time, all the, I'd say every week, agents are always asking about updating their website, you know, yep. you know, maybe creating a website. There's a lot of agents out there that don't have their own branded website. Um, mm -hmm. In your professional opinion, how often are you wanting agents in your team or individuals that you maybe speak to or train to? For them to update their their websites. I know we just talked about uh, Agent Fire, and this is a great intro for them or for anyone. But how often, you know, any any tips in regards to their own website? You know, as far as content, now, and I'm I'm against the grain a little bit here because I'm not a big SEO guy. I'm not spending hours and tons and tons of money on perfecting that side of things because, again, maybe my, my opinion could be outdated, but it's very hard to compete, compete with the big boys. So. I'm, I'm focusing on super local content. Um, how often, you know, we try to post, I mean, all of our listings are posted both via IDX as well as Evergreen and Forever individual property sites that, li that live on forever. Um, we try to post a blog once, twice a week, something like that. As far as updating the whole website, not yeah, often. specifically I mean, on the website, yeah. Yeah, not, not a ton. Uh, we just did a homepage refresh uh, literally two weeks ago, um, after a little over a year, but that was also because I was, I was a little bit tired of the first one. Um, and that was my own fault. So, but not, not a ton. I, I don't think you need to change it a lot. I think you need to keep directing you're traffic more content. there. You're more, you're, you're more content driven than, than focusing on every two, three years, recircling a website, refreshing right. your content. And, and you could, you could make a couple quick things, you know, update some colors, update, you know, if you're, if your branding changes with your logo or your brokerage, you know, make those changes, of course, as you want everything to be, to be cohesive, but yeah, not, not tremendously often. We just, we just are trying to direct as much traffic as we can there organically because we want them in our ecosystem. So when we run our contests and our events, and even if it's for a past client small event, it's still going to go to our website to a home, to a custom page for the registration form because when they're on your site, right, that helps all the analytics and all the all the the numbers to keep, you know, Google wanting to show up more, but also it keeps them on our 
in our ecosystem as they browse around. We have a call to action that pop up after they register for an event. So we want them to engage over and over and over. But as far like you said, back to your first question, not not as often as you might think. Okay, good. Uh, that that answers it. Um, going forward, right? Every day we talk about all these different technologies. We just took a deep dive into kind of your five pillars. Um, any new emerging technologies? I know obviously AI is a big one. I mean, is there anything else that you see that that's really emerging right now that it's like, man, you've really got to dig into it. Um, you know what I'm trying, trying not to only because I, I, I don't want to get back into my shiny object habit from seven or eight years ago. Um, the one that I'm actually working on right now and and testing and, and pretty excited about is more around data enrichment, um, backfilling, your leads with more context and more information. Um, so right now I'm, I'm testing out something that allows me to bring in the leads, however you, again, open house, sphere, online, PPC, whatever it is. And you might, you, you've got their consent, right? You've got their name and their phone number, or their name and their email, or phone number only because it was a sign call, right? Well then how can we automatically backfill everything we can, right? You know, if we have their, you know, name and phone number, can we get their address? Are they homeowner or are they, owner, or are they, are they a renter? If they're a homeowner, how long they own the house? What's it worth? What's the loan balance? How old are they, right? And then we can then start using some NAR trends and other, other um, pieces to kind of identify within our own database who might be most likely to sell and are most likely to move. We've already got their consent. So if we can grab their address, the integration back to FUB and Real Scout, if I grab their address, it's going to instantly grab them to get them a home valuation the next day. So you're just trying to fill the funnel with more opportunities. That's the one I've been pretty happy and pretty um, jazzed about getting going. But I think you um, can carry, you can carry that over to a lot of other things too, is the fact that yep. you're just doubling down in, in the core pillars of your business, right. Versus yep. trying to chase the latest and greatest things that, you know, in technology, yep. we don't know if it's going to work or not going to work. And I always give this example was, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago when it really became a hot item, which was like the virtual world, you know, and then, you know, there was a statistic came out that I think there was over a billion dollars worth of real estate sold in the, in the virtual real estate world. You know, they talked about like, you could, you could own the virtual house next to Snoop Dogg. And I ain't gonna lie. We bought, we bought all the, <laughs> the <laughs> oh my God, Chase, we bought, we bought, we just went deep into this and we were going to create the first Savannah virtual map. And Next thing you know, we look back and we're like, holy smokes, like we are so what down this we do? <laughs> we're so down this rabbit hole because it was like we felt that that we were a, a above the you know the curve and we were like, holy smokes, if people are really crazy enough to spend a billion dollars in the virtual real estate, there may be some yep. kind of crazy opportunity, right? But what you realize is is when you chase those things that are just I don't know, just so off the wall that sometimes you go and you forget about what I'm going to keep using your term is the pillars of your business. Like Chase has been successful since 2012 doing what he's he's talked about, incorporating a little bit of a mix of the old school versus the new school. And it's like sometimes you guys just don't 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 try to fix something that isn't broken. And I love that right. you said it, just maybe enhancing the products that you have. Yeah. It's another I really mean, I'll, I'll give you one against the grain comment because you're talking about new tech and you mentioned virtual and AI. And again, this might ruffle some feathers. I don't know. But I mean, there's so much push right now into 
you know, AI, you know, AI texting and AI calling and AI nurturing, boy, I just, I just think that's, that leads to a pretty poor consumer experience in my own opinion, because again, this is all about relationships and trust and communication. And bad and, agent habits too. I think that's the other thing, the, right? I think there's really yeah. good incorporation for maybe really cold leads out there. Maybe someone that you've not been able to set them on that auto. Possible. But Possible. I don't like those on a lot of the newer agents. You've been in the business three to five. No, you need to pick up the phone and you need to dial yep. and you need to have those interactions if you really want to take your business to the next. Like we always say, we're kind of the, we're the professional leagues. When you come to our firm, we're going to do it all right. And so if you immediately start just adding this AI and you're not having those conversations, you're just, you're not, you're not improving your business at all. You may yeah. catch one here and there, you may get a lead, but come on. Well, and, and, and to, to, to completely discount this whole first half an hour, right? I mean, the number one agent at first team is in the office next to me. He's the number one agent in all of Orange County by himself. He's got some admin, but his, his whole business is a Google spreadsheet and a phone. He, he he lists a hundred houses a year and does something like $120 million in volume. It's nuts. So you don't have to go down this rabbit hole if it's not going to match what you're, how you want to operate. Yep. But again, there's a use case for all of it. Yeah. Or even like technology, there's guys in the world, guys, and you may be listening to this one day or whoever out there listening may not even have a social media account, right? We talk about your, your incorporation of social media and there's guys doing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate with no social presence. You know, I became the video guy here in the, in the low country in the, in the, in the Southeastern part of our state. And it's like, I know people that have sold hundreds upon maybe a billion dollars worth of real estate and have never done a podcast. Probably don't even know what a podcast then, is. And it's like, but, it, and, and then the opposite is there's also people that sell that much real estate exclusively on social. So there are these two, there's two, there's, there, there are a million ways to skin the cat, right? So find out what works for you and or how you want to operate your business, right? This is what works for me. And I'm extraordinarily happy with how it operates. Um, and be authentic too. That's exactly. <laughs> there's some really successful people. I enjoy being on camera. I enjoy doing these things. I love these interactions. But I've got a lot of agents that are super successful that will never get on this microphone, never get in front yeah. of a camera, but they are rock stars. When you put them in a restaurant, yeah. you put them in a formal setting when they're just sitting side by side with someone, they kick big time yeah. butt. 100%. Big time butt. I hear but you. just suck online, suck on this. And it's like, and so if you force that, just like anything else, any of these pillars or anything that you want to incorporate, but if it doesn't gel with your core business, then don't do it. Exactly. 100%. And I like what you're saying. Double down on what works for you. So instead of yep. listening to this, and it's really like we're kind of going back to the beginning and almost some some may listen to this and say, well, forget all the crap you just talked about. But I think there's a knock on some doors, man. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it's going to be someone that says, catches the last statement you just said, which was, or you just double down and look at your business and say, how can I heighten that? How can I make a better Excel spreadsheet, right? The guy that's listening yep. that's doing multi-million dollars, hundreds, he's like, well, maybe I can go to a better Google Drive that maybe is in the cloud versus being in a Microsoft Excel, whatever the case is. How can I improve sure. that setting in my business? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, people, people sold hundreds and thousands of houses before all this stuff existed, right? And so and the, the old school methods are not going to go away. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we still sell 35 to 40% of our business is through the farm. And, and sure we've, we've leveraged it now with the you know, email list and, you know, and by the way, opted in consent, the whole thing, but in events and stuff, but I mean, it's, it's weekly dropping. It's monthly mailing. It's bi-monthly door knocking for 27 years. Or Chase, right? even, you know what I, I've been in the business in 2010, the year over year, the number one closed source. So we source it just through follow boss. We source all of our sales, right? The number one source year over year. And now with 49 agents is referrals. Yeah. See, and, and, and so, but in that instance, and I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth and you can correct nope. me if I'm wrong, but the tech that you're using is just empowering that. The referral side of it. it it's it over big. 100%, 100%. Because again, referrals are great. Those are, those are, you know, those are almost to the hole. They're close to the pin, but you still got to get them and close them. You still got to get them and earn, earn their trust and earn their business. So when you use tools, like for me, you know, when, when, when we talk about real scout, that is a complete value add that most agents they talk to aren't going to have, right? When we talk about off-market properties and how big your database is of that and or how much business, all these things just, just further, again, empower you to get more business done because of how you operate your, your business. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, well, guys, I hope you got a lot from this. I hope you listened in regards to the pillars uh, that that Chase uses. I hope that you guys um, take a dive and take some time. I think that's another thing a lot of agents don't do is, is take that moment in the course of a year, whether it's the beginning of the year, end of the year, and say, where did I get my business? And that's the having those CRM tools. One of the biggest things that we do for every agent is we take a deep dive at the end of the year or halfway through the year and say, where are those leads coming from? And where can I focus on enhancing or doubling down into my business? Um, but if you haven't checked it out, give a little plug for your ebook, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Where, where uh, people but, get but, it. Yep. So yeah, well, yeah. Uh, consultwithchase.com. It's halfway down. There's a, a, a big preview of it right there. Um, easy to find. But if I, I wanted to jump in with two quick tips because Please. I don't want people to get overwhelmed. And this is the one thing I, I find people struggling with over and over and over. Number one, don't adopt everything we just talked about, right? <laughs> don't, don't go and blow up your systems. I got to get these five things because it's not going to work right away, right? Find out which of the pieces we talked about is, is your biggest pain point or piece, piece that you don't have at a high level and then start there, right? If you have a website and it's great, leave it. If you need better conversion, go to Real Scout, right? If you need lead generation, look at that piece, but don't go and, and recreate this entire thing overnight because it will lead to failure and frustration and lots of money, the whole thing. The second part is when you get, it, you can't break a tech system. <laughs> you, you can't break it. So, I mean, get, get whatever you're going to start up with, press every button, click on everything you can click on, get every page you can and just find out what everything does on your own. I, I, I learned so much faster by just Opening up follow boss, going to the kind. Okay, what, what does that do? What does that do? What does that do? What do I'm, I don't learn by reading or watching the you know ten minute walkthrough video. It's just by getting in there and breaking the system essentially. So I would try doing that because that that leads to the quickest quickest way to again just learn the the ins and outs of a, of any of these systems for sure. Awesome. 
that was a pretty good fall, like uh, closing statement because I could see probably a lot of people either watching this video or listening be like, okay, I need to change my website. I need to do CRM. Yeah, tool, need to do all this. And <laughs> like we have been, you've been on it five something years. We've been on Vault Box for eight years and every year, every month, every day, we are changing some sort of drip or some sort of interaction yep. inside that system. So it's an eight year process to get us to where we're at incorporating it and, and bringing everything back to our hub. So it is a long, long process. But that yep. that's a really good closing statement. Just excellent. Take your time with it. So exactly, and don't get don't get frustrated, right? Because yeah. and don't oh, don't be chasing shiny objects. I, I I did that for ten years, and don't I don't look back at all. <laughs> awesome, Chase. I appreciate you. And you uh, guys, I hope you got a, a, some good value out of it. Uh, if you ever need anything, Chase Whitney with First Team Real Estate out of Orange County. He'll be there. Uh, help answer any questions. Check out his ebook. Um, but hopefully you, you gain some really good value and, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See awesome. you guys. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Chase.